0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 125, presented by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, aka Founder Numero Uno, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Popfly himself, Founder Numero Dos, Ben. Those Pogs are making a comeback, let me tell you. Baseball, Ben. What's going on, man?
1: Hello, 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 all my fellow Pog enthusiasts. You know who I see that up on the hill with that big old slammer coming around the pike? Let's see who we got coming up next.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three: the great Sam Bino. Hello, Sam.
2: Hi. How I are you? I think it was summer, summer last time I was here.
0: It has no, been a while. It has I apologize. Hey, still still summer until
1: Tuesday, but we are definitely. Definitely. By the time people are listening to this, Happy Fall, Pumpkin Spice, all the things. Sam, are you a fan of Pumpkin Spice? No,
2: I'm not. I, there's a number of reasons, but there's actually a very specific reason to me why I don't like Pumpkin Spice. Should we go into this right now? Absolutely. I think we have to. All right. So Pumpkin Spice, I hear it's tasty in things. It's, it's just not for me. I hate it mostly because it. Uh, the acronym is PSL, and that is an acronym that I use at work. For my group of people, which is the, the professional services leaders. And whenever I say PSL, people laugh at me and I'm like, fucking pumpkin spice.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's tough. I hear you. J Mac, you were nodding along. What's your take on all this?
0: It's trash. It's not worth your time. It's not worth anybody's time, period. It comes out in August, for God's sakes. That's not fall, number one. And number two, it's so overhyped that, I mean, as soon as something like this gets hyped up as much as it always is, it makes me instantly hate it. Like, no doubt about it. And it's just really not that great to begin with. I'm fine with a little pumpkin every now and then, but that that's not, I don't need it in a latte. I don't really drink lattes to begin with. But I don't need it inserted into my coffee, and I don't need it in all these weird-ass, strange places that people have found to put it in at this point.
1: So, first of all, you're both wrong and I hate you. Secondly, okay. no. Um, why, why do y'all hate things that make people happy?
2: I no. didn't say I hate it. I just said it wasn't for me, and the acronym also is very
1: insulting.
0: I said I hate it, and <laughs> you got outruled on this one.
1: So totally fair. In defense of pumpkin anything, um, first off, it's a gourd, which is just amazing. Anytime you can work more squashes and or gourds into your regimen, I highly recommend it. Secondly, what? in my house right now, not only do I have pumpkin spice coffee creamer, last weekend yes. we made pumpkin bread, a special pumpkin butter, pumpkin muffins, so anyone that uh, wants to come fight me on pumpkins, yeah, you better bring your A-game. So let me just,
2: I mean, K hey mac go ahead, you, no, you no, have you, points.
0: I, I got some we've, questions.
2: <laughs> we, we've shifted from hating pumpkin spicing everything to hating the actual gourds and the pumpkins themselves. So I don't know if you noticed during your talk track, you definitely shifted from pumpkin spice lattes at Dunkin' Donuts to everybody hates pumpkin bread, which is not what we're talking about. Well, what Thank
1: here's you. what I'm saying. Thank is you. That spice that you both dislike so much, you're never going to guess where it comes from. I'm about to blow your mind. Not pumpkins. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Why don't you go take a short walk off a long pier?
0: I have okay. a feeling I'm oh, not shit. going to. Long care. walk
1: off a short pier. There Dang it, it.
0: There it is.
2: Oh.
0: We're not it's editing right. that. I forgot now.
2: when fall started. I, I thought it was fall. It is
0: not. It's fall, close enough. Say. I'm an idiot. It's close. We're
1: recording this in Atlanta and North Texas, so fall exists for about three weeks in
0: October. So we enjoy it where we can. That's for damn sure. So, Ben, you mentioned pumpkin bread. And, and we're gonna let this pumpkin thing go here in just a second, but this is worth go- diving into. I feel like, and even if it's not, I don't care. I'm asking these questions anyway. So the bread, it, are we talking about like a dessert type of bread, or are we talking uh, about like a sandwich?
1: No, no, it's it's definitely more dessert, but okay. I'd say it's it's closer to like a breakfast,
0: like a banana bread. Okay, yeah. Like, See, I have no problem with that. Yeah, and I really have no problem with the muffin either. I don't. It's not a taste type of thing. It's the overhypedness that gets it for me. Yeah, And it's just, it's not that good to live up to that kind of hype. Nothing would be.
1: If it was that good, it'd be year-round. That's a fact.
0: That's absolutely a fact.
1: See, but that's like saying that, you know... See, part of it is because you can only enjoy it at certain times, that's what makes it better. For example, the McRib.
0: (laughs) Okay. First of all, nobody's ever used the McRib to make a point, so... Bravo to that. I'll even give you an applause there because that was something. Um, but yeah, I, I I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I think it would be it would be year round if it were that good. Okay.
1: okay. Well, we can agree to disagree. Fall is coming up, and you know what that means? Playoff baseball. But before we get to that, we have a massive update for the fine, fine folks at home. J hey, Mac. Will you tell people what the what the good grounds crew found
0: so Ben and I so we were off last week and then Sam was off the week before that when it was just Ben and I and so I had and then the episode before that was actually just Sam and I I'm pretty sure and that's when I got mad at the fans for not finding the cutout or was that with Ben I don't remember which one of you that was.
1: We've, we've all been mad about it, and okay. I haven't seen Sam since last December. So, hello, okay. Sam. I'm so happy to be on the pod with you again. Is yeah, it, it's been a
2: while. I think I missed three or four episodes or something.
0: Has Me anything too. transpired in the time you've been gone? It's been pretty quiet, right? No? I think so. Yeah,
1: no. Pandemic baseball is still happening. That's, <laughs> right. that's the story.
0: Right. And so I, I put out a pretty big edict to the fans, as I was pretty pissed that nobody had found it yet. It, there's definitely ways to find it. And uh, about 20 minutes after Ben and I signed off, I got an email from one of our people that found my email through my Twitter and sent me the zoomed in pictures. Do we want to take a look? Please.
1: And uh, we understand that some of you listen to this on audio content. While J-Mac's pulling it up, if you ever check out our video, now's going to be a decent time to do that. So YouTube or any of the social medias, they'll have links to it. Uh, because this way you can see the uh, the pictures. JMac, I think also after we release this, you should tweet these out.
0: I will. I will send them out. I've I've we've had the the normal one used a little bit, um, so this is the zoomed out version of it. Okay. Okay. And so we're a gonna, group
1: of people in Oakland.
0: Any any guesses, Ben?
1: Um, they they look like A's fans.
0: A lot of A's fans for sure. Um, so we zoomed in a little bit. There he
1: is, incredible.
0: And the one that's been going around the most is that one. Whoa, that means business. Intense. Why are you so mad? I don't know. I have no idea.
1: I think my my only sad thing is that because of the 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 barrier. You can't see that you have an A piece of paper taped to your shirt. I know, like, that's a, my only regret. <laughs>
0: it's a real shame. And the other funny thing is I wonder if we would have gotten one for both of you guys if you would have been on either, either side of me. But the fact that I'm just there by myself without people on each side of me is p- pretty funny too.
2: Well, if they had accepted my money, I mean.
0: You tried. happened. I don't think you would have been next to me though. No, Still. I don't think
2: so either. I I mean, you have a really good seat. It's not bad, You're right? Right behind the dugout. I There's could, no one on either side of you. Like, I could
0: put my feet that's up. A great day. Yeah, I, I could put my feet up. I could put my popcorn in the in the seat next to me. The hot dog in the other seat. You know, I can't really get a boomstick, so that's sad. But regardless, shout out to the you not and, and anonymous, anonymous anonymous. There you go, anonymous, anonymous fan that emailed it to me two weeks ago. Well done.
1: Well, well done.
2: What do they win?
0: I haven't decided yet, but I I'm coming to a close really quickly on it. Uh, it I'll say this: what I have in mind is going to be good for a full year. So I was
1: going to say we're we should just appear on their answering machine. That'll
0: confuse people. That would be great. Oh. Are you saying
2: it's
0: not going to be pumpkin spice? It's is that your way of
1: saying that? Not, not going to be pumpkin spice. <laughs> hey, do we have time for one other uh, weird non sequitur of me joining the future? Don't we always? Okay, so the year is 2020. And this guy, Ben Baseball, just signed up for a landline telephone. Good,
2: good,
1: reliable. I got a a text from my folks saying, hey, we've canceled our phone service. And it meant that they were going to give up the phone number that they had for the last 30 years, like my childhood phone number. So I said, I'm going to call the telecom company and see if I can get that number. And you bet your bottom dollar I did. So now I have the same phone number I had from whenever I was age 5 to 19.
2: That's uh k- both confusing and very impressive like
0: sam do you want to yeah you go ahead and start
2: <laughs> so that's great right everybody remembers their everyone our age at least
0: and probably like
2: plus six or seven years knows their home phone number they probably remember when it was seven digits and not 10 right and mm-hmm. then they added the area code and it's like holy shit two one four nine seven two. what do i do 469 um, no,
1: 817 Eight one seven was the
2: last one I was going to throw in, but I didn't want to just like say four area codes. Um, so that's great. Like if I had four, if I had four nine zero six five five four, be awesome. Um,
0: three is where he draws the line. Yeah. Three area codes. Yeah. That's
2: so that's it. I can't even name three Atlanta area codes. I
0: will I will be
1: paying zero dollars a month because now I'm like a multi person zero dollars a month more to do this. I mean it's a, I would have been stupid not to. Well, I mean, I'm stupid anyway, but...
2: Wait. Is that like the Michael Keaton movie, Multiplicity, where you're some? No, it's
1: like a multi-pro... Because I have internet and phone, so the discount is equal to the price of the
0: phone. Uh, okay, so that helps a little bit. But I just want to zoom out and just overview... Try to get a synopsis here. The synopsis is that you got a landline phone to save a telephone number, not for any real reason whatsoever.
1: That's that's accurate. Give yourself me, a, a ding on that one.
2: Let me give you an idea. I hope you thought of this, but you could have changed your cell phone number to that number. You know this. What? It doesn't have
1: <laughs> You could have
2: you could have gotten that number as your cell phone number.
1: Well, but awesome. I've had the same cell phone number for 18 what years.
0: What is this? <laughs> like why, your- are you, why are you into saving these things? What are, you, are you some sort of pack rat? Like What is going on here? <laughs> You've known this about me, J-Mac. We've known each other, like six years? Still, Ben, you never cease to amaze me. You really don't. <laughs> it's so
2: what are you going to do with it?
0: Good question. I want to know that, too. Uh, still, still working on that. I think
1: the first two months are going to be just telling all of my parents' appointments. Like, stop calling. This isn't their number.
0: Can we start? Like, can we like? Can we give it out for stuff for the show, and we you know take calls on the show?
1: I love that, but not a chance because my kids will have access to it. The last thing I want is they're eating their spaghettios and one of our <laughs> listeners call. I want to talk about the, the Braves you know, prospect list. And my kids are like,
0: what? That So that, I guess, really implies that you're running some sort of baseball phone line, which would be freaking incredible for the show. I mean, I think it'd be good. I think the, the girls would give great baseball advice. They'd say, um, they should hit it. And when they miss it, they should not do that. I I don't know how much more simple it gets. Right. That's how I coach. All right. We're going to get that phone number. We'll get it out there then. Perfect. Sounds good. Well, I know that you guys are excited, and I know the listeners are going to be excited because we're going to have some incredible content. We're going to do something along the lines of Ben Baseball and J-Mac go to the World Series because yeah. it is coming to Arlington.
1: Um, i got to say, I'm very... Like, it's an extra twist of the knife that they're playing it here in Arlington and the Rangers aren't going to be in it. it's like, oh, good, the World Series is here. Doesn't matter at all to the Texas Rangers.
0: Not only are they not going to be in it, they're going to be almost as far as you can be from it.
1: Yeah.
2: If J-Mac hit his way, they would be relegated after this season.
0: Absolutely. My team as well. This is exactly what I was talking about. This would absolutely discourage tanking. That'd be incredible. Get relegated so after. Do you think
2: they're tanking? I, I don't think... think the Rangers are tanking. Oh, I think no. They the don't think, think the Red Sox
1: are tanking. I think the yeah. Rangers are just terrible.
0: Yeah. And still
2: worse than the team trying to lose.
0: Correct. Pretty terrible. You hate to see it for sure. I, I don't really know. I, I, we've talked about that a little bit, but I've been looking into more of, of that stuff too as to what's going on with that. So, more to, more to come on that specific thing. But it's pretty cool. So, they're doing the World Series in. Uh, in Arlington, and then are they doing it also in? Are they doing it all in one place? Did they decide on that? Yeah,
1: it's it's all going to be here. This all is the be first here. time since 1944 that the World Series has been all in one location.
0: That is incredible. It's, I mean, so like, how are they do do? Have we do we know like how they're doing playoff games and like is that just going to happen in home stadiums? Like, talk talk to me a little bit about that
2: the playoffs I don't know if you have it in front of you Ben but the playoffs are going to be held in four different cities I believe it's Houston Arlington LA and San Diego and then they will filter down all the way to Arlington at the end Arlington gets one game or one series of DS the CS and then the World Series and then it's kind of split between the rest
0: okay I, I don't hate that it's one of the best ways
2: you can really do it Yeah, they finally, like, bubbled. Once you trim enough teams, you can bubble it pretty well.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, they haven't had really any, I mean, seemingly any cases that have come back recently that we found out about, which is suspect. We've talked about that before on the show, and you do wonder about that a little bit, but, I mean, especially with as much as these guys are traveling and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's, I mean, we're, like, a week and change away from the playoffs starting here. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's... That's significant.
2: Yeah, I mean it's incredible, and I'm I'm pleased that there's been fewer cases. But I am still kind of skeptical of that. Maybe they got religion and sort of figured it out. Yeah. Um, I, I do have the ske- the postseason schedule. If you want to hear which series are where, because it's actually pretty cool how they play yeah this definitely so the NLDS is held in Arlington and Houston. Okay. So you get NL series, ML only teams playing in AL stadiums, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, the NLCS is then in Arlington and then the World Series in Arlington. So you get NLCS, NLDS, and World Series in Arlington, which is pretty cool. The ALDS is in San Diego and L.A., mm-hmm. and then the ALCS is in San Diego.
0: Interesting. Okay, so I like effectively
2: that. do they're like swapping the leagues with the stadiums that they're playing in.
0: All like all with the whole universal DH thing going on, so it doesn't like that doesn't really matter regardless. So it's more of just an aesthetics thing. I like this.
2: I, I like it especially because if there were fans, it would give the opportunity for Houston to potentially play in Los
1: Angeles only, Do, which would be really fun.
0: that would be incredible. That would be absolutely incredible.
1: It's going to be a blast. I'm I'm definitely excited about the universal DH across. I think that's going to make the World Series this year, just bonkers.
0: They're not going back after that, right? There's no way you can go back. It's been so good. It's been so much better.
1: I mean, I've definitely paid more attention to National League ball this year than I have in prior years.
2: It's because is not, it, Oh, go ahead. Has anybody been putting up a fuss? Like, whoa, pitchers aren't hitting. I, I hate home runs.
0: Not that I've heard.
2: Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I bet it stays.
0: I bet it really does. I don't think that there's any way that you can really go back to it after seeing how well it really works and how much... It's, it's just such a difference on the amount of rest that pitchers get and all that kind of thing. It really makes no sense to continue to have that as an actual thing. So, I'm excited. I don't love love 16 teams making the playoffs. I don't... That's doesn't feel great. I mean, that's... Over half the league. I just I fail to see the competitiveness there. But other than that, I think it should be pretty fun.
1: I think it's it's purely a viewership thing. You know, you turn it into March Madness and try to get more eyeballs on your product. It makes sense where the risk is is there's already so much baseball in a traditional season that it makes people tune it out even more and it makes the first round of the playoffs less relevant. And so Whoever was in the business meeting should have probably mentioned that.
0: It's very true. I mean, Sam, I was thinking about just last year, about a year ago, we were at the NLDS in Atlanta, and look how much it's changed since that point in time.
2: Uh, Yeah, I would say quite a bit has changed for pretty much everybody in the universe.
0: But I'm fine with if it leads to, (laughs) you know... The universal DH, then, you know, if, if a, a pandemic had to happen, had to happen. You know, it is what it is. Yeah.
2: And I, I just love seeing um, more of the talent that are on these NL teams. Like, the Cubs can just, like, roll out Kyle Schwarber anytime they want as the DH. You can have, like – if you're the Cardinals, someone like Paul DeJong could like, take take a day off from playing shortstop and DH. Um, I would expect not, not only to see better offense because they have somebody hitting in the pitcher's spot. Mm-hmm. But also because you can regular rest more guys more often and still get hitting reps.
0: So, right. I uh, can I tell you guys if the season ended today, what the matchups would be like? Yes, please. Okay. So, we're like a week and change away. Uh, so, in the American League, you'd have the number one Rays versus the number eight Jays. You'd have the White Sox, number two White Sox versus the number seven Indians. You'd have the number three A's versus the number six Astros. And the number four Yankees versus the number five Twins. There's some decent matches matchups here. Those last two interest me a lot. The first two, yeah. not so much.
1: Yeah, Oakland, uh, Oakland, Houston moves the needle the most, just because they're
0: division rivals. Houston's going to crumble in that series if that were the case. Oh yeah, they so. lost Furlander. Yeah, they're yeah. And then the National League side, you'd have Dodgers uh, versus Reds, Cubs versus Phillies. Braves versus Cardinals, Padres versus Marlins. I mean, the fact that the Dodgers are going to play the Reds is is absurd. That's
1: the Reds don't even have a winning record. They're 26 and 27 at the time that we're recording this and the Dodgers are 38 and 15. <laughs> we'll,
0: oh. we'll get into more about the Reds here in a little bit cuz we're going to talk a little bit about Trevor Power. but um
2: I wouldn't go sleeping on the Phillies to take the Cubs out.
0: Yeah? I wouldn't. I don't know that I would either. The Cubs once again have had kind of a strange Season, I guess. I so don't know. In, I don't know how to judge any of this stuff, really. And truly, in prior years, the first
1: round's five games. Is the first round going to be five games this year?
0: Uh, I'd have to look. I would imagine so. Yeah. It usually is.
2: Uh, yeah. Sorry. So the for the DS's. Yeah. Yeah, it's five games. The CS is seven, and then World Series seven.
0: Not bad. So no. it'll be so like which of those interests. Like so, uh, I guess which interests you guys the most, and like of all of those matchups, and then what would be the biggest shock to happen there?
1: Um, I'd say that overall, I think a good one. I don't know if it interests me the most, but a good one's going to be Atlanta St. Louis. I think those are are two kind of blue chip clubs battling it out. Uh, the most surprising is San Diego Miami. Like, what year <laughs> is this? Why is this happening? <laughs> That's um, absurd. But at least, at least first round. I'm still most interested in American League: Oakland, Houston.
0: I think I'm most intrigued by Yankees, Twins, because the Twins cannot escape that damn matchup, no matter what happens. You
2: no, know, it's, it's not how many times have they met in the DS? It's got to be like seven or eight times in the last twenty five years.
0: It's something like that. Yeah, we talked about that last year when it happened and they got swept there too. I think the Twins are better than the Yankees, though. Injury The Yankees and-
2: are very injured still, so yes, the teams as they sit right now, the Yankees aren't as good.
0: I would love for the, I, I love the very possibility that Aaron Judge is going to end up just hurt always and not, not going to be what everybody thought he was, but we'll we'll see how that goes. We'll definitely see how it goes, but I like how the Twins are put together more top to bottom than I do the Yankees as far as depth goes, so that's going to be something to keep a uh, watch on. What What are your answers to those questions, Sam?
2: So Braves Cardinals is a really good answer. Um, I still really like the Reds. I don't know why. They're like batting 500, but.
0: No, they're not. I would they're love this. They're under 500.
2: <laughs> Just barely. I'd love to see them take two games from uh, the, Dodgers. the Dodgers. That would be really fun. Oh, my and, God. And
0: That'd be great. On,
2: on the AL side, the last matchup you mentioned was what?
0: Yankees Twins. What was the
2: second-to-last
0: one? A's, uh, Astros. Uh,
2: yeah, I guess it's division rivalry. I don't remember all the matchups, so I'm not... A, I'm not
0: yeah, White Sox, Indians, answer. I think the White Sox would handle that pretty well, though.
1: Yeah, I think Indians have w- missed their window, and the White Sox, I think they have the almighty momentum on their side, which is just such an important thing in baseball. They've also been really
2: good. The White Sox have been like handling the Central.
0: Very like very handedly all season from the get-go and they they should like they have a ton of talent on their team for sure. so they have
1: the third best record in the majors
0: so I guess by the time we talk next, we'll know what these are and they'll be set and ready to go, right? hell yeah, pretty awesome yeah
1: it it should be it should be it may be the last game of the season, so there might be one or two little things at the end, but we're gonna be real close.
0: I overall have loved the sixty game season. I really have, and it's just, it's novel, because in a game that's changes so slowly, it's incredibly novel to see.
2: Yeah, the reasons behind the season have limited my ability to watch even a small fraction of 60 games for one team. It's true. But largely, it is. it's fun. It's quick. I mean, it started like, what, seven weeks ago.
0: I mean, if we're going to let 16 teams in, I mean, do we really need 162 games to figure it all out? Like, I mean, it seems like these are pretty decent standings here as to what, like, matchup-wise. There's some excitement. There's some underdog action going on. One of these underdogs is going to upset somebody, for sure.
1: Yeah, I think that you'd have to sort of extrapolate it out and see, you know, in a 60-game, in any 60-game clip in prior seasons... How does a snapshot then impact the postseason race? And so I mean, theoretically, no offense Chicago. They may have just gotten hot at the right time. Yes, they're a good team, but they're also a young team. So they could have done this in April, May, and then fell off in June and then, you know, went five hundred for the rest of the season. It just kind of depends. I think that because we're, if we're going to do 60 games again next year, it's going to dramatically change the way that these teams are structured and built because you don't need, you still need longevity, but you don't need as much of it.
0: Right. That's true. I mean, it's not like they're going to make some permanent shift to a 60 game season though. I mean, I mean, they're going to go right back to 162, no doubt about it. They fought to make it longer before. So, I mean, it's, you know, that's kind of absurd too. So, any other thoughts on playoff stuff coming up? I mean, I would love to see the Dodgers get upset somehow just because that seems, seems to be what always happens. But it's kind of hard to picture happening to them, really.
2: I mean, yeah, at this, this point... Could, go ahead. This is their year. I think they, they do
1: it this year.
0: Do you? Yeah, I just don't see They're anyone really in
1: the AL taking them down.
0: They've hit over 100 home runs in seven weeks. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. They're still
2: playing shitty teams.
0: They are, but like <laughs> that's a lot of home runs no matter what, man.
1: Like,
2: I mean, they play the Angels like a lot. Yeah, they,
0: yeah I mean they've funny. they've
1: played Oakland. Yeah, but even so. They play so, Houston. I,
0: but I guess that's the other side of the argument right there is it is really hard to extrapolate what truly is better. I don't know. We've only known it one way though, so it's kind of hard to say with a permanency that Okay, this would be better, kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, Verlander out rest of the season. That's pretty crazy. We mentioned that a second ago. With, I mean, having Tommy John surgery, we talked about that on the show. Like, uh, time, again, time is a flat circle, and you know everything is every, nothing really matters at all. But we talked about this whenever he did get hurt. That might have even been like early. Like, the first spring training when he got yeah, hurt. Yeah, in March. Yeah. and like we late
1: Feb, early March.
0: And he swore up and down he was going to be back. And I remember saying, like, that's done. Uh, like he's going to have Tommy John on. His, like, he's going to have to. And by the time he gets back, he's going to be 39, a free agent. And I don't see how you really come back from that.
1: That's the ridiculous part is if I'm part of the Astros group, like, why didn't he get Tommy John as soon as they realized the season was delayed? That's
0: a good point. Because this is
1: going to delay him into next year. Correct. And if he would have, you know, not that in April anyone knew what was going to happen, but if he just would have bit the bullet and done it in April, he would have been much further along in his
0: recovery. But I think the way it all is going to end up aligning is that no matter what, because, I mean, that's a year-plus injury comeback time, and he is going to be a free agent by that point in time, I think is kind of how it all ends up working out. So it doesn't really make any difference whether he did it in March or, you know, september really so
1: fun astro stat because i just pulled up their pitching staff just to try to see who they have now so Um, i'm sure christian javier's in their fourth spot uh verlander is 14 years older than christian (laughs) javier
0: holy moly that's ridiculous that's ridiculous where does
2: he go in free agency where would he go
0: I that's think he. I mean, who would? I wouldn't want a thirty-nine-year-old who's just coming off of Tommy John surgery. Get the fuck out of here. The fit
1: doesn't matter. It's it's the money. You're going to get a club who just needs a guy in the two, three, or four spot. Uh, an established team that's looking to extend their window. It'd be super funny if he ended up in, in Los Angeles. Uh, I would say most likely, though, I think Minnesota might make a play.
0: I could see just that. To, just to
1: keep extending it, you know.
2: To keep the Midwest train going, I was thinking the Brewers might make
1: a run at him. Hmm. God, what happened to them this year? Just Yelich getting hurt just knocked them off the wagon?
0: Pretty much. They were kind of garbage all the way around. Like That was a weirdly constructive team when they were really good, but it it worked really well.
1: But
0: truthfully, I just looked.
1: They're in the nine spot right now, one game back of Cincinnati. So in a week, (laughs) this could change, and the Reds could be out. So don't necessarily sweep on Milwaukee uh, or the Giants by that logic but i i think Milwaukee's a better team than San Francisco.
0: The Reds So we're
1: only Sorry, go
0: ahead, Jimmy. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Cuz I was I was going to
2: say so we're only like a week and a half away from getting to see what if our predi- predictions made any
0: sense. Correct. I haven't even looked at them so i can't wait to see what they're going to be like. I
2: haven't either. <laughs> I
1: think we will look at them
2: right now. Are you we or are we going to
0: wait? I I think we were predicting,
1: like, Meteor or, like, Return of Dinosaurs. Like, we had a bunch of strange predictions this year.
0: Well, speaking of the Reds, so I would love to see the Reds do it kind of to what Sam alluded to earlier, just because I would love to see them knock the Dodgers off as an underdog team. That'd be incredible. Uh, But I would also love to see just any success for Trevor Bauer, period. Uh, This dude... I'm not sure how aware you guys are of this because it's been pretty persistent for a while, but this dude has done nothing but go scorched earth on Major League Baseball for the past like six months. Like, time after time after time. And it is unbelievable that he has faced almost no repercussions from it, but ironically enough, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's very likely going to win a Cy Young this year. He's got like a 1.1 ERA or some shit like that. and Absolutely insane. The dude, like, so he's was, so he been... I'll kind of give the two most recent updates of things that have pissed him off, and he's made it real known. Aside from a lot of other things of, of just issues like this, if you follow him on Twitter, he just goes scorched earth on Major League Baseball constantly. But the one of the main things that he's been mad about, obviously, is the Astros cheating scandal. It's been very, very vocal about that and very, very, um, kind of one of those things where it's like, well, the players are going to get their revenge because baseball didn't do anything about it, that kind of attitude, which we talked about. And he's been the most vocal about it though. He's been very proud of like what Joe Kelly did to the point where he wanted to wear Joe Kelly cleats and they wouldn't let him. And he just absolutely burned them all over social media all weekend. And he's been very very upset about that and then he's also been very upset about just the uh, just i guess a lot of the ways that the that major league baseball has handled this season and just some of the things that they were promised and all the way around just the the entire i guess experience of being a ball player it's so candid it's 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 fiery and he's pissed but it it you don't see that kind of truth spoken from players very often i find it incredibly interesting
2: I think that's why he's stuck in Cincinnati. Like Dude, he's not, I don't think he'll, well, I guess some, some teams with less worry about clubhouse issues might pick him up, but like someone like the Dodgers probably isn't going to go for him. Right.
0: It, isn't he kind of like the dream teammate though?
2: Uh, Yeah. in like a AJ Pierzynski kind of way. Yeah,
0: yeah, but we've seen that and one. He's, I looked at
2: his stats this year. He's on my fantasy team. He's gone score shirt on hitters, too. He's uh, played 10 games, started 10 games. He's 4-4, four, four, one eight ERA, 88 strikeouts over 65 innings, and a whip of point eight one five. Jesus. <laughs> so he's, like, throwing fire and spitting fire.
0: But, like, if I'm a player, so Ben, help me here. So if I'm a player, right – and I, and he's in, he's on my team and, and like really any team because he's not really, it's not like he's fighting with players or the team or I know it's a toxic, you know, like aura or whatever, but like he's standing up for injustices within the organization of baseball.
1: Well, that's, that's where, so on the one hand, I definitely agree with him for, for speaking truth to power, like hell yeah, hats off to you, uh especially if you're going to earn a sign while doing it, like incredible. I, to Sam's point about teammates, have we heard anything about the Reds clubhouse chemistry this year?
0: I haven't specifically.
1: I think
2: you only hear about really bad teams and really good teams in their clubhouse. Everybody in the middle is like,
0: there's a lot of problems. It's all of them. It's not just in the clubhouse. It's all, all involved. So like
1: as a result, so I'm wondering, A, if we haven't heard as much clubhouse stuff just because of media restrictions with, with COVID, observation. Um, but it makes me... I think he'd be fine to have on your team if you are structured in a way where... you know, it, If a team like like Oakland, where they're winning anyway, I think they could take that on. I, I don't think a team signs Trevor Bauer to help get over the hump when it comes to clubhouse issues... I think a structured team would bring someone like him on to say, we're winning regardless. So, you know, but understand if we stop winning, you need to put up or shut up.
0: Yeah. I I have a hard time with thinking that play can even really enter the conversation with it though, because he's he is putting up, so it doesn't really matter. I think that's where the struggle is, right? Well, current
1: state, but I'm saying if he went elsewhere,
0: oh, okay, that you. would
1: be that would be, you know, the the linchpin to say either stop talking until you start winning or whatever.
0: Yeah. But I mean you can only do so much. I mean he's still four and four, but like has some incredible stats otherwise. But I mean the fact that he went out there the other day and wore cleats that had trash cans all over him versus the Astros is is the best thing I've I've heard in a very long time.
1: Yes. Oh my God, those those cleats are incredible! And I almost was wishing that like Oscar the Grouch would be in one of them just for the sake of humor. But
0: I thought the same thing. Um, I mean, like I'm I look at like his Twitter timeline or whatever, and like there are times when like so he tweeted out on September fifteenth, "Hey at MLB, since I guess it's in violation of your new social media policy to post this great picture, tag at Reds, and link people to MLB.com." What is the fine and who should I make the check out to? Or is it a policy going to be selectively enforced like all of your other ones? And then he f- subtweeted that with a copy of the social media policy from ma- Major League Baseball. and said, if you want to read the policy to which I'm referring to, it can be found here.
1: That makes me so happy.
0: I mean, like, it's not necessarily about his team really it's more about the league and if it's not distracting from your performance i don't have any problem with it what a shithead like i love it (laughs) all the time i see these tweets
2: i think he's probably a better teammate than an alex Bregman, right
0: absolutely dude i bet you this dude will go to bat for he's going to bat for the whole league every player in the league
1: well and that's that's where maybe he doesn't have people standing up to to align beside him but behind closed doors, they're like, "Keep it going, man. We we totally stand with you."
0: You have to think that's probably what it is, right? And he's willing
1: to weather the uh, weather the arrows as they come for the sake of those around him.
2: I hope. Yeah, there. I'm sure there are some people behind closed doors who are more like, "Dude, put that energy on the field. You're doing great. Like, don't get sucked into this shit, please."
0: I mean, September 7th he tweet so this was during the the Joe Kelly saga or whatever he wanted to wear cleats that had Joe Kelly doing the lip out at the you know at the Astros players. He tweeted one, so let me get this straight at MLB. I was not allowed to wear hashtag free Joe Kelly cleats. You threatened to levy unprecedented fines against me. you threatened to eject me from the game if I took the field in them. You threatened to suspend me if I wrote if I wore them. Uh, Free Joe Kelly doesn't violate the policy. Meanwhile, a player wears cleats that directly violate your own policy, all in caps. uh, And one of your official accounts promotes it. In case you need a reminder, here is the actual policy. And he subtweets out the the policy again. I mean, the dude doesn't (laughs) give a fuck. And I just, I'm all about it. I really am. He wore in and out. Oh, and the the cleats that he was referring to were someone wearing in and out burger cleats, and they can't have advertisements on their cleats. So the league promoted that, retweeted that themselves, but won't let him wear. I mean, he's not wrong.
1: No, that's probably just some intern running the Twitter who was like, "Oh, these are fun. Let me send this out." And they got some sort of a citation or something.
0: <laughs> probably, that's probably not inaccurate, and that's a like that's crazy to me. And he's not wrong about any of this. I, I I think it's incredible that it's remained as silent as it has because he's been openly doing this for months.
2: I think Ben had a point earlier when he said something about the media not having access. Like, they're not around taking on these stories.
0: That's true. That's a very good point. He's absolutely worth a follow so you can get a... You know, and like, I mean, you can you can always take these things and chalk up to like, this is just one person's opinion. So like there's, it's not like this is how every player feels by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a good look into how one of the best, most elite pitchers in the league feels about how things are going on or things that are going on and what kind of position we find ourselves in whenever they're going to be negotiating a new collective bargaining agreement. It's going to be ugly. Ugly. Oh, what I'm
1: wondering is, especially with some of the social justice stuff happening this summer, if players got told they couldn't customize cleats a certain way and he's wearing, like, he's going one step further and saying, I'm going to make it about baseball, but the larger point is, I know you've told other players that they can't do Black Lives Matter or can't do this or can't do that, you know. um, So that's what I feel like might also be happening is he's like, I'm taking on this issue for the sake of this without necessarily shining a flashlight at it, potentially.
0: It's true. It's more like just live bullets type situation like just shrapnel kind of situation right
1: what's what was that expression your your dad had about catching wolves with landmines
0: dude yeah my dad used to talk say something about how you can you sure can I forget exactly what the wording is. I'd have to really think about it or maybe ask my sister or something. Something
1: about if you're a shepherd and you're trying to keep your sheep safe, you you can catch wolves with landmines, but that doesn't make it a good idea or something.
0: Yeah, something to that effect. I can't remember exactly what it was. I'll I'll, I'll get back to the listeners on that. But, yeah, it absolutely falls in that category of of going a little bit overboard, and it shows the overbearing uh, stretch of the league and, and how they treat players. And we've talked about this so much on this show about how players get essentially bottled up in this whole thing. And I have a feeling that's going to change really quickly because of stuff like this. I'm surprised he's the only one to be real honest with you guys.
1: I think other people just aren't willing to weather it, or they don't necessarily have the skins on the wall.
0: That's true. He does have the shit to back it up, that's for sure. So it's been something that's been really impressive, And, I mean, a lot of people look at it like he's being a raging dickhead, which he is. That's the point. Like, he's trying to draw attention to something that people don't seem to want to talk about. So, it's very interesting.
1: Yeah, definitely follow us on social media. We'll try to keep y'all abreast of some of that stuff as it goes on.
0: Speaking of raging dickhead moves that I absolutely was in love with, uh, Josh Donaldson getting ejected from a game after hitting a home run the other day was incredible.
2: Good for him. I thought that was just the best.
0: So, Sam, do you want to break down kind of how it went down?
2: Right. So, Josh Donaldson is at the plate.
0: Uh, how many calves? The strike
2: zone. I'm sorry.
0: How many calves did he have?
2: Oh, uh, two. Two calves. Until they separate and then maybe become
0: three total calves. Who knows? Three calves gone. Okay.
2: Um, but he's at the plate. The home plate umpire is calling a very bad game already. There's a number of calls that are sort of disputed before Josh Donaldson is up to bat and Josh Donaldson checks swings on a ball like five inches off the plate and it was bad um, it was not a great it was called a, it was a bad pitch I mean it was great pitch sorry pitcher did it through a great pitch uh, and he check swinged I don't know if he actually checked his swing or not but he asked the umpire was it called a strike because I swung or because it was in the strike zone Basically saying, hey, is that your strike zone that you're calling, or did I did I actually swing at that pitch? I right. think in both instances, Josh Donaldson is thinking that's not a strike because A, it was off the plate, and B, I checked my swing. I don't know whether he did check or not, but effectively calling into question the strike zone. And the umpire didn't really give him an answer at all. And then I think a couple pitches later, Josh Donaldson hits just like a laser home run over the left field wall. And on his way around the blip bases, as he approaches home, pa- home plate, he kicks like a whole mound of dirt over home plate. And then the umpire ejects him for doing so. So he's like jawing at him before the home run, kicks dirt on home plate, gets thrown out of the game. I think the only guy to ever get thrown out of a game after hitting a home run.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: The, my favorite part of it is after he was thrown out, he went to go kick more dirt on home plate just to add extra, extra sauce on it. You know, you got to get your money's worth after you get thrown out.
0: That's right. Uh, after the game, I want to read you guys the quotes uh, that when they asked him about it. So they asked him, uh, you know, if he's happy, if he's ha- if he's happy with how he handled the situation. Uh, his response was, "I felt great about it." Number one, <laughs> awesome. Uh, I think I nailed. <laughs> just killed me. I think I nailed it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he hit a
2: laser over the wall. It's a great home run.
0: He said, I heard, uh, because he was talking to Justin Morneau, who's like a, he's a television announcer now. He said, I heard you had a lot of people texting you and saying that they were embarrassed. Well, I'm not. This is my livelihood, and this is part of what makes me the player that I am. And at the end of the day, if I have something on my chest, that's going to be what it is uh they asked him further on more about actual umpiring he said if the umpires consistently isn't doing his job correctly that's affecting our careers that's affecting our success at the end of the day there's no reprimand no accountability for these guys that are making the actual decisions as a matter of fact they don't care they don't care at all most of them they just want to get the guy over with for the most part or get the game over with for the most part and it's pretty sad because guys are out here making six figures a year and there's absolutely no accountability So, speaking of scorched earth, I love it.
2: I feel um, like he should be the commissioner of our umpire fantasy league
1: next year.
0: Agreed. (laughs) He's earned it.
1: That's perfect. Um, I just think that that's one of the nice byproducts of living in a pandemic and how they don't have people in the stands is you can hear so much more. You know, if he's at third base in the middle of a game and he's talking smack to the umpire, like, There's no guarantee the umpire hears that if people are roaring, you know, the fireworks are going off. But, I mean, it's just no one there. You have some noise from the dugout, and I'm sure he's just letting up have it as he's rounding third.
0: No doubt about it, and he's 100% correct, though. There is no accountability measure there whatsoever. It shocks me that they haven't figured that out by now. And, and negotiated some sort of like, I've always loved the whole, like the percentage of correct calls is how they decide the umpiring crews for the playoffs and everything. I think that's really good, but there should, and we've talked about this ad nauseum really, but there should also be a minimum threshold of yeah. call of incorrect calls that you can make before. Okay. Well, maybe you don't need to be making these calls anymore.
1: Maybe. Well, that's, that's where it boils down to. I mean, listeners, unless you're driving, if you're driving, don't do this, but, If you're not driving, close your eyes, picture your day job, and now imagine there was no accountability for the quality of the work that you were doing. Does that sound like a dream job to you? Maybe you could be a major league umpire.
0: I thought that was going to turn into an old school ad read. I was going to be like, oh man, that's awesome. Um, Are you tired of having (laughs) accountability for
1: things? Do you wish that you could spend more time not having to worry about the quality of your work? Well, have we got a job for you. That's right. Here at the Outfielder Podcast, we are soliciting for umpires for our bunt derby. Next time we go to Colorado and we take turns seeing how well we can use that piece of carved ash and trying to hit the ball five feet away. If you like what you're hearing, send us a text to 555-5555. Not a real number. Back to you, Jay mac and Sam.
0: Why don't you give out the home phone number real quick so we can have them give you a call and let them know.
1: Yeah. Nice
2: work
0: on the fly there. Yeah, I'm giving you the applause. That's good. Good stuff. Heavy with the applause today, but I think it's deserving. I do. Mm. Um, Yeah, no, you're 100% correct. I think the other side of this is like, uh, I mean, that is just sort of like the check on the game in a way and making sure that you don't have the inmates running away with the asylum kind of situation when it comes to these kinds of things. And I understand that he was upset, but a lot of people are like legitimately pissed off at him for this. And I I, I don't understand that because you know what? Like they get openly criticized constantly. And the second that they criticize someone else, they get fined for it. They get, you know, whatever it it, that's absurd to me. It really is. I get it. Like, you know, like it's one of those things where like Ben, you brought up the day job thing. If you go to work and you just speak your mind and just let it fly all day long, odds are if you're me, you're going to get fired. But like, (laughs) if if you're like so like i understand like you do have an employer and like your your words do count for something and all that i do understand that but like i mean we've given two great examples of people that have spoken their mind and have been criticized heavily for it just because they have thoughts that maybe aren't you know agreeable with everyone else that's crazy to me
1: well and that's where i'm thinking that this next um you know negotiation with the players association is just going to be so critical not that I'm not saying basketball has it right, but this feels more like baseball is getting closer to the players want to use that voice. The players want to use that platform and will the game mold and shift enough to allow it? I don't know if it will or not. You know, we've been saying here for years now that this next negotiation will result in a work stoppage. And I stand behind that prediction, but I think it's just going to be really interesting that, Baseball, which is notorious, with the exception of Jackie Robinson, baseball is notorious for thinking 25 years in the past, and that's really going to come back to bite him this time.
0: Very well could. Sam, any other thoughts? No, Ben put
2: it perfectly.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good way to look at it. Um, so it'll be interesting that we're going to try to follow this kind of stuff a little bit more just because I do think it's really fascinating to try to get a, a feel for what the players are actually thinking. And it's nice to see. At least some unfiltrated thoughts and, you know, some some raw opinions on on what things look like as we head towards that. And I do think we're going to see more people speaking out that way.
1: Yeah. Also, we need to cut a drop of Sam saying Ben put it perfectly and then mm. just work that into the rotation, I think.
0: OK, well, we'll we'll get started on that immediately. Uh, that that is for sure on top of my list.
1: Yeah, I guarantee you it's not on his list at all. It
0: probably won't make my list. That's He
2: sure. always seems to get himself mixed up in some really crazy shit.
0: Oh, yeah, I do. I do get mixed <laughs> up in crazy shit. That's true. <laughs> Hold on. What was that? When what were we talking about there? Uh so funny story. <laughs> I I'll, I'll give Sam a guess as to what who No, was- I I mean I'm usually
2: drinking on the podcast, <laughs> but I don't remember.
0: <laughs> okay, but let's listen to it one more time. Let, let's 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 see if you can try to try to narrow down who you think this might be, because I know exactly who you're talking about, and I cut this drop quite some time ago, so I don't exactly remember exactly where it is, but I definitely know who you're talking about. I'm going to play it one more time.
2: He always seems to get himself mixed up in some really crazy shit.
0: Any thoughts or any ideas? Angel Hernandez? It's either Angel Hernandez or Joe West, one of the two. i That was going to
1: be my guess. Is <laughs> Who are the umpires we tend to talk about a lot?
0: Oh, man, Sam, I wish you would have been here two weeks ago. I absolutely undressed Joe West. It was unbelievable.
1: (laughs) Can you use a different verb next time?
0: Nope, absolutely not. Pour down. How about that? Nope, nope. I use it the way I wanted to use it. I stand behind it. I'm not backing down.
1: I know you've been cutting other drops. Do you have have any more? We have a few
0: minutes. Yeah, well, we've got plenty of time, and they'll come up, but there's some some that uh, definitely – Caught my eye like this one. This is another one of Sam's.
2: My butt still hurts.
0: My <laughs> butt still hurts. Pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and Ben, I'm saving yours for, you know, the intros and everything, but one of the ones that, uh, two of them jumped out for me. Uh, this one. Does he favor the brown eye? <laughs> talking about Max Scherzer. Does he favor the brown eye? We're, we're talking about, uh, a good pause halfway through. Yeah, just, you, you knew it, and you were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go for it." Yeah, no, it was there. We were talking about players putting names on their jersey and how Max Scherzer put Blue Eye on his, uh, and then this one. But he definitely looked like the lewds had just kicked in the front door or something. <laughs> <laughs> talking about quaaludes for some reason. So anyway, we'll get back to the more of the the actual drops later. But uh, one that actually is topical though. So, Ben, you put this story in the chat just right before we got on. Albert Pujols passing Willie Mays, fifth all-time on the list.
1: Yeah, so he he knocked in two dingers in his last game, or two games ago now, and uh, is now the the fifth most prolific home run hitter in Major League Baseball history. And I hate Albert Pujols. I always have. I always will. But hats off to the guy on an accomplishment.
0: Hmm. Just like a Pujols. Just like a poo holes. <laughs> Sam knows. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great accomplishment. I'm not a fan of the guy either. I, I you know, it's one of those things. It's cre- so it feels like he's been creeping up on this record for a long time, but it, it really kind of accelerated fast in the last like month or so.
1: So I actually have the list here. I hope y'all don't have it up because. Time for our favorite game. Who does he have left to pass? He just passed Willie Mays with 660. It was where Mays was at. Uh, the, next, the last one he had passed was Ken Griffey Jr. with 630. So he's now number five. Can you all name me anyone who's above Pujols? Hank Aaron. Uh, Hank Aaron is number two at 755. Is A-Rod above him? A-Rod is above him at okay. 696. So there's two I mean, left. Ted Williams. No, Ted Williams, not on the list until he's tied at 20th. Oh. Hmm. Babe Ruth. Yep, Babe Ruth, Babe number Ruth. three. So you're missing the number one player. Number one home run hitter with 762. So he's 100 more above Pujols still.
0: 762 is an absurd amount.
1: So he, who <sighs> would have been capable of hitting an absurd amount? Played ball from '86 to 07. Pittsburgh and San Francisco. Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Barry of course.
0: Barry Bonds. Of course. Can't believe I missed Barry Bonds. I give okay, it a applause for Barry Bonds. Him too. Do what?
2: The Hall will miss him too.
0: Yeah, I. Mm, that is sad. It really is. It's just sad. It's not even fair. But um, oh,
1: really? It's not fair for no. him to do a bunch of steroids.
0: No, no, I don't care about that. Like there are other people that are going to be left out of this thing. He's just one of the more notable ones right now. So it's that's a conversation for another day. Let's do that because I think
1: that's worth it sometime.
0: Uh, uh,
1: Well done. Hats off. Albert Pujols. Dislike you, but well done. You got to, you know, game acknowledges game, right?
0: How much uh, time is left on that Angels contract? It's got to be close to done, right?
1: God, was it wasn't like a nine-year deal or something I stupid. Was, I thought it was
0: 10, to be honest. Ugh. I don't exactly recall. It's got to be like this year or next, though. Do you think they've gotten their money's worth? Probably. It hasn't translated into wins for them, which doesn't really... If that's how you want to break it down by sheer like you know, performance. But I mean, the merchandising and all that stuff has probably really worked out well.
1: Yeah, merchandising, and with the exception of this year, ticket
0: sales. Right. So that's helpful.
2: He's signed through 2021.
0: <sighs> so he's still got another year after this one? Oh, oh God. my
1: God.
0: How does that, that guy's got to have, like, graham crackers for feet at this point, right?
1: Graham yeah. crackers? What if? <laughs> why'd yeah, you pick plantar those? Fa- <laughs> plantar
2: fasciitis is very similar to walking on graham crackers. Everybody knows this, Ben.
0: Come on, Ben. Get it together. He's, he's got to have
1: triscuits for toes.
0: Why are you hung up on this? You're the one that installed the landline. Never mind. We're not gonna. Get he's got to have
1: that. wheat thins for heels. Like, what are you saying? Why are you so hung up on graham crackers? Is that an actual thing? Yeah. Planter fancy. I know graham crackers are a real thing. You <laughs> idiots. Yes, I understand that. No, is that a quote that planter fasciitis is like walking on graham crackers? Am I'll let you, you figure on? that out offline. Yeah.
0: Good luck. No,
2: it's not.
1: No. Okay. All so I'm, saying- I'm doing. I'm doing the job that the grounds crew pays me to do, which is to keep you honest when you have BS analogies.
0: No, that's not a BS analogy because my point is that his feet are incredibly fragile. He may as well have graham crackers for feet because they're going to crumble apart all the time. That's the point.
1: What do you have against graham crackers, J Mac? Not a What goddamn do you put thing. on
0: your s'mores? I love graham crackers. This is not an indictment on graham crackers. Mark that for later. (laughs) Okay.
1: All right. Just, just trying to figure this out. Trying to get to the bottom of this for the good old listener.
0: I don't think so. We're not going down that road. We're, we're standing up for graham crackers on this show, through and through. Sam, are you a graham crackers guy? Pro graham crackers over here. Good. How could you hate graham crackers? The graham crackers are great. Why are you saying so? Great. They're fine. No one's like.
2: Graham crackers. But there's
0: nothing they, like have you ever heard anybody
2: like say anything bad about them? Not until today. They seem they're fine. They're fine all around. I don't think they're amazing.
1: I'm I'm telling you, like the ultimate poor kid food that we did is we'd take graham crackers and spread uh cake frosting on them. Like that's the jam right there.
2: We did a lot of chocolate graham crackers as a kid for like
0: dessert. Nice. Ben, when was the last time you, you put icing on a graham cracker, be honest?
1: I do not remember the last time yeah. I put ice cream on a graham cracker. However, I did have a graham cracker yesterday because we did a fire pit at my in-law's house and uh, kiddos made s'mores.
0: I was hoping I cornered you to be able to say within the last six months because it seems <laughs> like, like something well, you wouldn't not
1: right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pardon the crunching. I can't mute my microphone. That's right. It's good stuff. All right, man. Take us out of here. Well, if
1: you like what you're hearing, make sure to check us out. We are all over the social media pages. Plus, we have our wonderful website at sensiblyloud.com. That's right. Is it reasonablyquiet.com? Heck no. It's sensiblyloud.com. Big props to Jay Mac for producing this and every other episode. Rest in power, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. That helps us out a ton.
0: We want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 125 of the Outfielder Podcast. We'd like to thank all of our fans since Blue Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive, and we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast.